You're listening to the Unframe of Mind show, the place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected intellectual intercourse of your life. Your host, Daniel Wagner, battles the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence Asian. over safe rules. Hashtag not my president, uh, corrupt politicians, with all this and more people keep guessing about what about the legitimacy of the presidency uh, is, is the myth that if you don't vote, you can't complain. Is that really true? And that's what we're here to discuss today with my friend Dan. Welcome back, Dan. You've been here before. Yeah, it's been a minute. Good to be here. Good to be here. All right. So we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work through this list. I'm actually in the process of working on an article right now, and uh, that that article is titled "So You Want to Change the Vote: 22 Ways to Get Your Guy into Office in 2020." So, basically, the idea of this right now, what I want to discuss, is the fact that we've got a number of people uh, bitching about the Russian collusion, uh, uh, people rush, uh, bitching about uh, election meddling and all that crap. And and I get told all the time, well, if you don't vote, you can't complain. Um, I don't know how you feel about this particular idea. Um, maybe we can start with that and then work our way into the article and then or, you know, just kind of work from there and see what we got to work with and see how you feel after it's all said and done. What do you think? Well, yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, Start off with it now. Yeah, yeah. So, so how how do you feel about this? Just uh, voting in general. Do you feel like it's our duty to vote, or do you feel like it's your it's a waste of time, or do, like how how do you feel in general about that? I think everybody has the right to complain because uh, society has a right to expect good leadership. Also, society isn't exactly allowing a for the possibility of good uh, leadership, I think the Tocqueville and democracy in America, you know, foretold a lot of the problems with the like the voting system in America, and made too many people vote. All right, sorry, we're I'm trying to get things situated. She's okay. Go to live streaming. Sorry, my videos, or yeah, my live streaming right there. Good lord, think the girl would have figured it out by now. No. Events. So we're not live? Yeah, we're live. She just... There you go. All right, we are good to go. We are good to go. All right, so at any rate, sorry. Can you repeat that one more time? I, I, I apologize, sir. Um, I think everybody in America has a right to complain about, uh, you know, our leadership. As, you know, without our contract, we have expect decent leadership. Uh, after all, I mean, the founding fathers, they didn't exactly get a vote and they sure as hell complained a little bit. Now, uh, like uh, as far as actually voting and, you know, in a country that allows you to vote, um, I think a lot of problems we have today with bad leadership, the Tocqueville and, uh, democracy in America, his famous book about every president as a reference, he told us that, uh, Democracy was going to be a shit show at the end. So there's too many people voting. It's a problem. Where's my top page? Where's my top page? Yeah, that's the one. I completely forgot to introduce the show, man. I've been trying to struggle to get this thing done. Um, falling apart, falling apart. If, as as you were well aware, um, we had some issues with my video editing program. I'm not really sure what happened there, but we've got it figured out at this point. At any rate, just uh, in case. Anybody is watching and wants to know what you're watching, you're watching the Unframe of Mind show where we have uncomfortable conversations without a condom. And I'm your host, Daniel Wagner. 
So now that I've got that out of the way, that's the most important part of the show. Dan, I don't, I don't even need you here, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now that we got that out of the way. Oh, anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I've been, I've been listening to a, a, a number of different people on this subject and I'm kind of of the opinion that the damn, uh, the whole the whole election process, as far as I'm concerned, is a a way of participating in a system of evil. As far as I'm concerned, taxation is theft. Um, just to, just to give you the rough outline, is taxation is theft, and it's it's the government can't exist without violating the non-aggression principle in terms of the, you know the fact that they're stealing from you in order to justify their existence. And for me to participate in that system is me kind of implicitly uh, giving my okay, you know, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to participate in that. So, you know, I'm not going to participate in the heist, whether I'm the guy actually going in the bank, stealing the money, or if I'm the guy dri- <laughs> driving the getaway vehicle, that makes sense. That's kind of, well, how small would government have to be for you to deign it worthy to vote in? Worthy to vote in? Well, as long as, as long as it's built on a system of corruption and, 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 and again, a violation of the non-aggression principle, I'm going to go with there is no such thing as a a uh, a good form of government if we go by the basic definition of what a government is and how it's actually funded right now. So there's no system in which you would vote. No, no, I mean, I mean I would vote in systems where things were voluntary, sure. I mean if if we had a a council of sorts that was uh, that we actually did have a, a vote on and it was actually something that I funded with my own money voluntarily. Um, and something that I could then, if I disagree with the direction they're going, um, re- withdraw my funding for that uh, institution, then that would be much more ideal. You know, like the the, bo- the board of directors for a company, if you will. You know, something that to that to that measure, which I can I can uh, signal my disapproval by removing my stock or my version of funding for that corporation or company. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm just looking for voluntary versus involuntary in the, at the, at this point. Does that make sense? I mean, system you're looking for though. We didn't even have that like 1789. So, like even back then, the federal government was still able to levy taxes of some sort. So. Right, right, and and yeah, I mean, I, I get it, I get it. That's a, that's actually kind of a whole nother subject because that goes into the anarchist views that I have, but um. I want uh, as much as I want to go down that road <laughs> and talk about it. I want to try to uh, keep this on topic of voting itself. Um, so let's just let's just you know look at the fact it is here. We do have this system where the idea is if you vote, you you get your guy in office if enough people agree with you, and there you go. I mean that's that's kind of the basic nuts and bolts of it. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So. Let's begin with number one of uh, ways to change the vote in order to get you. See, see, we keep hearing so much about the Russian meddling and, and like I was saying at the at the beginning of the show, all these different things that people are so pissed off about. And if we look into it, let, let's start with number one here. Number one of ways you can get your guy into office is to start a campaign to discount the legitimacy of the Electoral College. And I've got a couple notes here uh, talking about on November 10th of 2016, John Cass of the Chicago Tribune wrote an article titled, Without the Electoral College, We'd Live in Real-Life Hunger Games. This was just after the election, or that same day. Two days afterwards, uh, Sean Illing of Vox wrote uh, an article titled, The Real Reason We Have an Electoral College is to Protect Slave States. (laughs) So, their, 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 uh, their attempt to... 
get their guy in office, which would have been Hillary in this case, is to uh, try to delegitimize the idea of the Electoral College. I don't know how much you know about the Electoral College and the significance of it. Well, I'll put it like this. Um, The day the Electoral College is abolished is the day states like the one I live in stop sending food to the coast. So I think we're pretty set right now. Stop sending food to the co- What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, no, how about starvation without representation? Like, you know, it's the states in the middle of the country that create pretty much most of the the food in the country. We do a lot of the manufacturing and shit. And if we no longer get a real say in who gets to be, I mean, because California outnumbers the next 10 states. And as soon as Texas flips blue in a few years, it, it's pretty much over in terms of popular vote so right I, I get what you're saying and as as far as looking at the the whole uh, system that we have the, just a straight a straight up democratic vote never made sense to me i mean the fact that you got basically everybody gets one vote and everybody's vote is equal is it's a problem because uh, like i like to go back to the old uh, you know if you got two wolves and a sheep voting on what they're going to have for dinner you know, obviously, you know, we're going to be eating sheep and the sheep doesn't really, really get a vote in that case. And it's it's hugely unbalanced. And now you got a situation where it's mob rule in this case. And that's not any way to actually have. I mean, that's that's not the democracy that I'm interested in. It's like you said, we don't get full representation. You know, we would end up passing a bunch of laws that benefit people that live in cities because the cities do tend to be our huge population centers. And, you know, I mean, I get the reason for the Electoral College and it makes a lot of sense. But, but if that doesn't work, if that doesn't work, we'll go on down to number two. If that doesn't work, arbitrarily change the rules to suit your needs. So if the, if the electoral college doesn't work, if, if you don't like the way it's working, you know, they can just kind of get in there and decide, well, instead of this many votes of this many states or this, this state gets this many votes and that state gets that many votes, you know, we'll just uh, change it up so we can get the result we want. You know, we'll, we'll make an even tighter race or we'll, you know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah yeah so i mean it's not like we the people have a say so in uh, how, how we're going to be represented on a federal level by state yeah no i know i remember uh a few months ago the whole uh gerrymandering thing was going through uh because the democrats and republicans are trying to redraw the maps and the democrats are trying to push more of the city vote into the, the rural areas so they can flip more counties and shit like that and it's 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 gross. That's funny you should mention that because we got uh, so, <laughs> so number three redraw district lines uh, to get the results you want. And now with this image I was going to show you right before we shut down in tab one here, um, it's about it's it just basically shows how the gerrymandering process. Yeah, it just shows how the gerrymandering process. C- comes about so basic basically if anybody's not familiar with how gerrymandering works you're you're able to take the exact same amount of voters and draw these arbitrary lines uh, throughout the district to try to get get the vote on your side i mean this one here if, if you look at the the middle one you've got five districts that win blue by the vote and then if you gerrymander it and, and kind of work up some kind of tetris looking lines through the whole thing you got five districts still except three districts end up voting red, two districts end up voting blue, and then therefore red wins the district. Um, Both sides do this. This is not unique to 
just the Republicans by any stretch of the imagination. But that's another way that they're uh, working to control the vote in the way they want it to be. In case you're wondering if your vote really mattered for something. That's what we got. All right. So what, what do you... Yeah, you mentioned that one. So I, I guess we'll go on to the next one here. If uh, th- uh, this, this is probably one of my favorites here is the uh, hacking of the voting machines. Um, I, I don't know if you saw this video recently. About, uh, no, no, no. We'll get to that later. Um, this is actually of a lady who... Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll show you this. She actually shows us how we can hack into these machines and get full full administrative access in a matter of under two minutes. Let me let me play this one here for you. Full screen. Just as much way I I can't see whatever you've been showing. Oh, you can't see it. Oops. All right. Well, you you'll be able to hear it. This is Dapu7. I want oh, to share no, with you from first. Minute 20, from 24 seconds. It shows right here in your notes. 24 seconds. I'm very concerned for our upcoming election because this voting machine is used in 18 different states, and it's extremely easy to get admin access on this machine. So let me show you how quick it is. About a little under two minutes. All they have to do, this bad actor, would be to open up this machine by pressing this button right here. When it's off, Removing the card reader, removing this, you don't need any tools to do this. Unplugging this, again, you don't need any tools to do this. Turning it on, all you have to do is pick this lock here with a ballpoint pen. Open this up, press the red button, and we're gonna let it boot up here, and then I'll show you the admin access. So it's loading what what they call a secure voting terminal right now. So it's just showing her waiting on the screen to go through its processes right now, like a booting process. And here we're going to see a couple of error messages. And all you have to do to bypass those error messages is just click cancel and OK. And now I have full admin access. Ta-da. That was like a minute and a half. I'm very concerned for... That <laughs> was like a minute and a half. <laughs> she broke into that shit. Like, that's insane. And that was uh, the voting machines that are being used, I believe they said, in about 18 states right now. And you can hack into them that easy if you know what you're doing. All you need is a little ballpoint pen to, break, to uh, pick the lock on the side. Like, are you freaking serious right now? At any rate. What do you think about that? Feel comfortable about your vote yet? <laughs> Still with me, Dan? Yeah, I hear you. I just, I haven't, I, I can't see whatever you're showing. Oh, yeah. The the audio, the audio was important part. I try, I try to do this um, show so that people... I didn't hear the audio either. Oh, you didn't hear the audio either. Oh, that's a new problem I'm just now experiencing crap we're gonna have to figure out how to, a way to loop that audio in through for the for the guest too i think we can do that but i'll i'll troubleshoot that later can you make a note of that on the notes please um 
At any rate, so we're, um, basically, the the what you didn't hear was a lady was sitting here um, hacking into the voting machines for eighteen different states. She just showed basic uh, how you do it, step by step. No tools needed. You hop in there, you 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 uh, open up a couple things, you shut down the machine, and you boot it back up. And then by hitting cancel and OK, you got full administrative access. Like that easy. It's ridiculous. Huh. So there's 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 number four of how you can. Hack your election or uh, uh, get your guy to win. <laughs> get your guy to win. So, who needs a vote? Just change the vote. That's how you do it. And another way um, to add on to that is you can actually own the voting machine companies. That's another way you can do it. Um, of course, there's an obvious conflict of interest. So, it would have to be done through, you know, various methods to kind of hide your tracks and make sure that we, you know, nobody can figure out who actually owns the damn thing. Yeah. But, I mean, what do we really know about the people that run the companies that make the voting machines themselves? They're all electronic in this case. I mean, a lot of people feel like we should go back to paper ballot just for that very reason because it's a lot more difficult to fake that. I don't know how you feel about that particular <laughs> proposition, but it seems like with today everybody hacking into every damn thing. Yeah, I'm not a... Yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's got to be linked to something like a social security number or a phone or a phone. I don't know, but it's uh, it's it's not pretty the way it's going. Right. I've I've actually heard about a lot of people talking about the idea of putting voting on the blockchain. And a matter of fact, there have been a couple countries that I've talked about in past shows that have actually done this. They've tied everybody's identity to a blockchain vote so that way you know that person voted that is their vote and it's immutable nobody can change it nobody can go back in after the fact and just kind of rig the numbers and change things around however they feel like it it's pretty cool i feel like that's the way to go i don't i don't think fully democratic one vote one person is the way to go but at least that's a step in the right direction for making sure that people who do vote are counted properly if that makes any sense yeah i don't know the tech yet so yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty fascinating. If if you if you uh, have not learned about cryptocurrency or or the blockchain technology, man, it's it's definitely worth looking into. It, I I really feel like that's going to be the future of a lot of things, including including uh, a prevention of voter fraud like this. So as we move on down our list to number six, another way you can uh, get your guy into office in twenty twenty is to manipulate and short circuit people's reward systems by making promises you know damn well you have no intention to keep. I mean, we're pretty well familiar with that. I mean, you and I sit here and watch these politicians hop on the stage. They got their pretty fancy suit on. Their hair is all done nice, you know, minus Donald Trump, of course. And then uh, they make all these promises that, <laughs> like, anybody who has any sense <laughs> are standing here going, yeah, bullshit, you can't. No. <laughs> well, I promised free phones for everyone. Was that Obama <laughs> the uh, Obama phone thing back in the day? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he actually gave phones away. They probably weren't iPhones. Yeah, so I, I did, I did come up with a few examples, you know, just to, just to remind people. Um, like for example, you got Obama. Um, he he uh, promised everybody that with this new healthcare plan, you can keep your doctor. That turned out not to be true. Um, he promised transparency for for whistleblowers. Uh, that turned out to be the exact opposite of what he said. Um, promised to make college affordable for all Americans. Uh, now Americans are farther in school debt than ever before, and it's non-bankruptable. 
fantastic job. And now a few examples from Trump. And I, I understand it's still too soon to tell. He's only a little over a year in office. But uh, one of the things he did promise, was he, he was going to stop the AT&T Time Warner merger. Um, he was going to declare China a currency manipulator and cut the number of tax brackets. Uh, so, I mean, even Trump does it, even the, for those people that are like so super, you know, Trump is God emperor type folks out there. He's not perfect either. But well, no, that's what we blame Congress. Trump <laughs> is infallible, bro. <laughs> it's true. All right. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. So basically, that's another way to control the vote is just, you know, make people think, hey, we're going to give you free stuff. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. And you oh, don't be scared, man. Antifa can't find you right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm secretly Antifa. I know where you live. Just playing. Anyway, so um, number seven, coordinate with your social media cabal and shut down dissenting opinions, such as um, here lately. The most recent thing is you can um, you can shut down guys like Alex Jones um, in mass in a coordinated effort to try to shut down dissenting opinions. So that way you control the vote by shutting down your, your opponent's, uh, you know, media sources or the, or the way that people get their information. Yeah. I think, uh, I was seeing some kind of meme a while back and I think it's time for, uh, for right wing people to, uh, like to recycle an old line from the nineties, like conservative, conservatives against Facebook, Apple, Google, and Spotify. I thought that was, yeah. No, I thought that was pretty pretty strange that they all kind of coordinated at the exact same time within a few days of each other and acted like, oh, well, we all just did this independently of ourselves. We're just, just Alex Jones is a terrible guy, even though he's been doing the same shit for decades. You know, he's he's the conspiracy theory guy. That's what he does. And now he's a dang, now he's dangerous because, you know, we're months away from the election. <laughs> I like I like how Twitter says that. Uh, sorry, we just. You know, Alex Jones has been on our platform for like 10 years, and we've not seen him do anything worth banning. Within 12 hours of the mob descending on Twitter, they're like, oh, he's done something bad now, just in these last 12 hours. Right. Now we can get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bro. Okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now it's safe to kick the bastard. Uh, and, and plus you got um, QDF banning. Um, you notice, if anybody's noticed, the little red X's on uh, Twitter profiles – um, everybody's been putting that up in, in kind of solidarity to, to protest Twitter QDF banning, um, where basically it makes it so that their their infer their tweets are suppressed, um, so that people who are just doing general searches they have to opt in for that kind of stuff to show up on their feed. It's almost like a parental control kind of thing, but it's just being arbitrarily put on typically right-leaning Twitter accounts. You know, even though some of the left-leaning ones are talking about some really terrible heinous shit. You, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's insane. There, there's a website for that, which I'll, I'll try to remember to put it in the links below, where you can type in your um, Twitter handle, and it will tell you um, whether or not you have any limit limit uh, limits or bans on your account. And I do happen to be QDF banned based on the content that I talk about. So there's that. That's another way you can control the vote by suppressing people who you disagree with. So, and that kind of also goes. You know, like I said, in the social media cabal crap that we're talking about. Um, here's a fun one. Uh, you can intimidate people at the polls. Um, since you can't hear it right now, you can probably click over to the, to the video and watch this video. But um, basically, it's, it's a video where, 
Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a video where the Black Panthers are standing outside of a, a polling office and intimidating folks. Did you get it? <laughs> it's frustrating. I'm sorry. We'll get this figured out too. Dude, you got my back. I apologize, folks. This is a new format we're trying to work out. Hi, I'm here at 1221 Fairmount in Philadelphia. And there's a guy with a billy club right here. Um, so, do we have any problems here? What's going on? Everything okay? Everything's fine. I'm, I'm just making sure. I'm here. I'm just a media guy, and that's all I'm doing. I'm with the University of Pennsylvania. No, who are you with? Sorry. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think they know about it I mean, I'm not, I have a poll watcher certificate so I can go inside. I'm just wondering why you come up taking pictures. I mean, we're, what? I'm just wondering why everybody's taking pictures, that's all. Okay, I mean, no, 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 I think it might be a little bit intimidating that you have an, a stick in your hand, that's why, you know? Yes. No, 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 I'm an attorney. I mean, that's a weapon, so that's why I'm a little worried. I mean, I am a concerned citizen, and I'm just worried that you might be, okay. Okay, but you have a nightstick in your hand. I mean, I have a camera phone, which is not a weapon. Yeah, fantastic. Here. What's going on? Yeah, just hanging out in front of the polls with a blackjack in my hand. You know, nothing to see here, folks. You know, I wonder how many people didn't vote that day because they saw that and said, oh, hell no, I'm not getting involved in that shit. Yeah, I remember watching that. that was that 2020? Over so. Watching that when it's happening, it's bullshit, man. Say that one more time. You cut out for a minute. I remember watching that when it was going on. I think that was 2012, Obama's re-election. That, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a few years back, that particular one. I think that was 2009 or something around there. It was it was it was right after Bush during Obama's first election, but yeah, that's just that's just a one example of many that I've heard about where people are standing out front and just you know looking like they're ready to cause some trouble if anybody decides to come in that they don't like. So you know, if you want to control the vote, you can just uh, scare people away, and they won't even vote at all. You can do that. So let's see, where were we? Um, you can. Uh, oh, oh, this one's fun. Um, you can try to dissuade people from voting by um, pretending that your candidate has basically already won the thing. Might as well not even try to vote. You know, um, you remember during uh, last election, um, Hillary was a shoe in the win. She was like, some, some polls were coming in at like 95%. They were like, yeah, convinced. She's basically got this in the bag already. You know, Trump ain't got a damn chance. So it kind of, I, I wonder how many people just didn't come out and vote just because of that i mean he still won but you know you kind of wonder you know when when news medias are, are being completely dishonest like that you know damn well there wasn't no way it was 95 percent chance of winning if they were being honest about it well i'm not sure they're going to do that more because i'm pretty sure that that uh that actually came around and bit him in the ass because probably more hillary clinton and not voting than trump voters so yeah, that's that's a good point too. I mean, the, the, I'm sure there's a number of different psychologies, psycho psychological issues going on here. That and that's a good point that a, num a number of Hillary vo voters were like, uh, you know, she's already won. They don't need my vote. It's fine. 
that makes a lot of sense. So maybe that maybe that one's not as as strong as the other ones. We'll we'll probably move that one down a few levels as far as you know the severity of the voter manipulation. I, I do plan on eventually turning this whole thing into like an infographic with varying levels. You know, starting at green, going all the way up to like you know into the red zone of <laughs> the most egregious offenses here. So well, actually, now that you're saying something, uh, to persuade the voters, the, the October surprise is always a good way the Democrats use it to uh, do uh, Republican turnout. So there you go. Oh, that's a good one. I forgot about the October surprise. And and that's 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 sad that that's sad that there there's there it's become so common that they have a name for it you know that they they're always like waiting like you have this information you're sitting on top of that you could have came out with but you know darn well that we got to put it out at the right time for it to have the maximum impact and that means late October right before people are going to the polls to to the election in a few in a couple weeks here publish that shit <laughs> it's like come on that's when the Mueller probe will end man and he's he's not gonna say anything shit oh you say you say you, you're predicting the Mueller probe will end at, in the end of October oh, that's gonna be, yeah that'll be the October surprise oh interesting 100%. I I'm, I'm gonna not have, much of a surprise I'm gonna have, yeah not much of a surprise <laughs> like anybody that's paying attention is like oh yeah whatever uh, at any rate I wrote that one down I'm gonna add it to the list that's a that's a good one so now we have 23 ways and if and if anybody is watching and can come up with more of them, please let me know because I would love to get this the most complete list of voter manipulation I could possibly come up with. I haven't seen a full list like this. So uh, we mentioned this one earlier. Number ten is to have a weak security on your election results website and then have eleven have an eleven year old girl hack into it. Like that's one way to manipulate the vote. That's a fun one. So I'm, I I got a, a quick video I want to play of this of the the news story from Reuters that talks about this and you can go ahead and play whenever you like ma'am and we got advertisement we're gonna talk right over that and you're gonna mute that because we don't want to hear this advertisement right nah so i'm gonna just talk your ear off for another 20 seconds just so we can make it on past this here article but yeah i thought i thought this uh whole clip this this whole idea was pretty interesting and i was hearing about it everywhere and the fact that a lot of states use the same general setup for this website is pretty freaky so again this is this is a video from Reuters showing showing you know what i've been talking about a competitor in a hackathon in under 10 minutes, a competitor in a hackathon was able to break into a replica of Florida's election website and change names and tallies. Most worrisome of it all, that person hasn't even hit puberty. Organizers of the DEF CON hacking convention said on Twitter that 11-year-old Emmett Brewer was the quickest of 35 children to hack into replica websites of six swing states. A screenshot showed the boy made himself the winning candidate of the election and that he gave himself billions of votes. Meanwhile, the other children ages 6 to 17 tampered with vote tallies, according to the event's Twitter account, adding as many as 12 billion votes to candidates and changed candidates' names to Bob DeBuilder and Richard Nixon's head. The event meant to test the strength of election infrastructure as concerns swirl about vulnerabilities before the November elections. In a tweet, the account also said it would pass details of the website's weaknesses onto the states. 
But defending its infrastructure, the body responsible for tallying votes in the U.S. said while it welcomed the convention's efforts, the actual systems used by the states would have additional protections. Right on. There you go. So that I'm thinking that's actually fake news um, because I, in fact, did vote for Bob the Builder in that election. So that's they're making that shit up. <laughs> weren't you there? Weren't you one of the like 1.3 billion <laughs> voters that participated in that election? Pretty sure. You still with me? Oh, you're breaking up a little for me. You're oh. breaking up a little for me. Okay, I got you. So, are we all better now? Okay, cool. All right, so that that was fun. Um, yeah, you mentioned that one earlier. I, I so I figured you'd heard about that. But what what did you what did you think? <laughs> well, I uh, I wasn't actually. I, your your YouTube thing is about thirty seconds behind our streaming right here. Right. Watch it and it's good now for me. Oh, my bad. Yeah, like I said, we're going to have to get that worked out where you can actually hear it in real time with me. So I apologize for that. But but you got the, you got the gist of it anyway. So that, that's another way you can affect the result. Yeah. My, my, my first thought was, hey, hey, I wonder if an eight-year-old can, can do it. I mean, I wonder if I could do it too. <laughs> like, I wonder how many people said, oh, if it's that easy. Let's figure it out. So number uh, number 11, put your population in a state of hysteria with over-exaggerated facts so they will vote emotionally for the guy who promises to put an end to the aforementioned hysteria. That's always a fun one. I don't have any details to back that one up yet, but that was just on my general list of topics. I didn't have a chance to bring that one up to par or up to the rest of the standards I've been working on the rest of the day. So at any rate, if you can think of any particular examples that would be greatly appreciated but if not we'll just move on to number five, number 12 rather well yeah I voted for Trump we were supposed to get patient camps though if they voted for Hillary they could have stopped that turns out voting for Trump also stopped it. that's true that's true yeah, the, I guess the mass hysteria on the Republican side was, you know, this this evil witch. She's <laughs> hacking elections and she's colluding with the Russians. And oh wait, no, that was Trump. Wait a minute, <laughs> who's who's actually colluding with the Russians now? I, I I've lost track at this point. Well, Hillary Clinton hired a foreign spy to go to Russia to gather information and then funnel it back through a media company. So. Yeah, it's a tangled web we weave. Yeah, I know it's so difficult to keep up with. <laughs> At any rate, let, let's uh, let's move on to number twelve. Try to keep this moving along here. We got to uh, make voting day on a weekday when most people who would typically vote with logic rather than emotions are at work. That's interesting. I don't know if you've ever considered that as a possibility. Because you know, when when do they have voting? Um, it's usually Tuesdays, right? Yeah, voter Tuesday. Yeah, so. Um, just a note on Voter Tuesday. Um, let's see. Uh, Michael Levinson of the Boston Globe wrote, uh, in, in any case, uh, Congress has never shown much interest in abandoning the country's long tradition of Tuesday voting, which has been enshrined in federal law since 1845. Back then, Tuesdays were thought to be convenient because voting on Monday would have required Americans to begin trekking to polling places on Sunday, the Sabbath, and Wednesday was ruled out because it was uh, market day for farmers. I don't know about you, but I don't think either one of those is 
particularly uh, true anymore. Yeah, well, if, if, if you can't vote, it's just an can pretty easy to get an absentee ballot for any reason. I think it's literally just absenteeballot.org or some shit like that. And you just get them to mail you one and mail it back. So, no, I get what you're saying. But uh, if people really want to vote, they can go ahead and just do it a month in advance. Yeah, that's true. There, There is ways around it for sure. I don't know how many people are even aware of those. I mean, it's not like it's just out there readily, you know, people aren't like saying, hey, by the way, if you can't vote on Tuesday... You know, I don't know. I don't know. I it, maybe that maybe that's another one that needs to be low on the level of. But uh, uh, there was a uh, yeah, and like early voting here was like three weeks long, like last month. So like you could just go and vote anytime. See, now that would be more appropriate. I think. I, I think that would be much better because then people can work it in on their time rather than working on the government's time, which you know they're yeah, totally. It's, it's kind of like tax day, like like. You know, tax day is what April tenth or something. I have no idea when tax day is because I do mine in February. Right. Vote so early, man. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so according to Pew Research, the United States trails most developed countries in voter participation, uh, and many countries that vote on weekends see voters casting ballots in greater numbers. So that that's could be some interesting information. I'll, uh, once I publish this article, I'll have all the links to every all my research here. So, number 13, you uh, you can keep having a vote over and over and over and over and over and over until you get the results you want. <laughs> we've, we've seen this happen a few times, and I know one time one uh, issue that he seems to uh, keep coming up is like over in the UK with the Brexit vote. They keep trying to push another vote. <laughs> like, we weren't happy with the re- results of that last election, the referendum to leave the European Union. Let's uh, Let's go ahead and just keep voting on it until we get the results we want. Yeah, like California gay marriage and marijuana, just and that one, just keep going through. Yeah, you said uh, I, I, you cut out for a minute, but I think you said something about gay marriage and marijuana in California. Is one of those yeah. initiatives they kept voting on over and over and over and over. People are like, "All right, fuck, fine, fine, okay." <laughs> just get tired of dealing with it and hearing about it. Um, oh, of course, we've got uh, number fourteen. You've got the Russian bot farms. You can always go over to Russia and and hire a bunch of people to get on Twitter and, you know, create accounts and create bots. And, you know, that's that's a thing. I don't know how effective it is in affecting people's votes. I mean, what what, what did they figure up that it was about 100,000 ads were delivered via Russian bot over the last election over Facebook? A very, very small... Per- I want to know how many Chinese ads then, because Chinese ads are a lot cheaper than Russian ones. Sure. Absolutely. Now we don't hear him talking about that because that would be an actual problem, right? <laughs> so you you can um, here's another one. You can always pretend to have an election and then assassinate the winner of the pop if the population chooses incorrectly. You could do that. You know how many times we've we seen that happen throughout history, where you know big dem- democracy state the United States, you know. Arbiters of freedom go overseas and we attempt to install our own dictator and then, you know, or we, we attempt to install our own dictator through a democratically elected process. If anybody didn't see that, I've got little quote fingers for that. And then, uh, you know, when they vote incorrectly, we just go in and kill them and they try it again. <laughs> That's one way to do it. I, I don't know that we see that as much here in election in the uh, United States, but it's certainly possible. It's one way to rig an election. 
maybe not ours, but an election nonetheless. Again, if if you don't if if you uh want to throw something in, by all means jump on in. I'm just going to keep on. Wasn't uh, McGovern somebody killed during the election cycle? I can't exactly. I mean, that was before my time, so I can't exactly recall. But in Reagan, wasn't he shot right after being elected? Yeah, yeah. That those are names I'm not. Up. I'm not familiar with those particular names. Reagan. Oh, Re- sorry, Reagan. Okay. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, there. I, uh, hell, I you know. There's. There's. Word on the street is possibility that Kennedy was one of those examples because he was trying to uh, do some shit that the deep state didn't want done. Yeah. Just saying. FBI do, always yeah, been crooked. Yeah, do your homework, kids. <laughs> All right, and uh, up here on, on the tab six, number 16, um, you can you can buy the media companies who will never criticize you. That's another one. Pay attention, Chica. She's falling asleep on me. Tab six. So this this is this is from um, aim.org. Uh, they said, consider the words of Richard Grenell, Grenell, a political consultant who, in an appearance on Fox News, noted that top networks ABC, CBS, and CNN have intimate family ties to the administration. Uh, CBS News President David Rhodes and ABC News President Ben Sherwood, both of them have siblings that not only work at the White House – that not only work for President Obama, but they work at the uh, NSC on foreign policy issues directly related to Benghazi. Um, we also are aware... Look at the Cuomo brothers. I'm sorry? Just look at the Cuomo brothers. Yep, those, those are the Cuomo brothers. Was there like 10 of those guys up in offices? <laughs> um, you also got, uh, what's it, what's it? Um, the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos. They call it Bezos blog, <laughs> and and Bezos has a direct uh, what do they what does he got a direct contract with the CIA I believe for some kind of security type shit I don't know. Just saying, check your ties, ladies and gentlemen. It's very possible that uh, the media companies that are giving you the news about the elections may or may not be bought. Just saying. Here's a fun one. Tab seven. Uh, in an article in Western Journal, and I talked about this on last week's show, is uh, you make sure your 150-year-old and up demographic makes it to the voting booths. Um, in Ohio's race, 170 voters over the age of 116 year, years old voted, and the world's oldest person is currently 115. That might be a small problem. but Yeah, I saw that. I don't even... I don't know if we can take democracy serious at that point <laughs> i know i think i think they said some of them were 218 years old uh, stating a date of birth of january 1st of 1800 <laughs> like i'm pretty sure they're not really voting all right i see i see rico in the chat here he says i guess my chat is frozen i see you buddy just trying to make it through this list here it's already past eight o'clock he says, and why? And we know the votes are being counted correctly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, I'm going to try to plow through the last few here. Um, number 18, arbitrarily change the rules in partnership with your opponents so that third-party independents can't get into the presidential elections. Um, so two major parties used outdated laws to make sure voters only have two choices and not particularly good choices at that. 
uh, I looked at the uh, Wikipedia for this particular rule, and it says in 2000, the CPD established a rule that for a candidate to be included in the national debates, he or she must garner at least 15% support across five national polls. This rule has been controversial, and it has effectively excluded U.S. parties other than the two major parties. And this is a this is a thing ran ran by the Republicans and the Democrats. It's the one thing they probably agree on 100%. Two hands. Yeah, no. Two hands, same puppet master. It's fun stuff, right? <laughs> I'm not like totally blowing your mind with any of this, am I? <laughs> now, Ross Pro 2020, man. Yep, yep, and that's when they actually changed uh, changed the uh, rules. Was back with when Ross Perot actually did manage getting into the debates, and they changed the percentage. I think they changed it from, if I remember correctly, from like ten percent up to fifteen percent, something ridiculous, to make sure yeah, to make cool. sure to to exclude independents, knowing that they're you know the, the likelihood of them getting to that level is slim to none. And then people feel like they're wasting their vote when they vote for these people anyway. So that ends up happening. So the, these, yeah, there's like three people in the country who can get 15% as an independent, and one of them's like The Rock. So right, right. The mystery link bring up the animal crackers removing the cage. Animal crackers. You'll find it. Okay. At any rate, the next the next few kind of go together. Number 19, you claim that it's racist to require voter ID so that you can get the undocumented vote. And number 20, on the other hand, make it nearly impossible to register to vote. You know, it's just different different parties playing different sides of that equation for sure. And, and number 21, you make the lines really, 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 really long so that not everybody has a chance to get in and vote. You have the vote on one day, you cram everybody in, you don't have enough voting locations, and then you make sure that the, the lines are real long. PETA. Mm-hmm. So, at any rate... Let's see. Da, 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 da. You haven't, haven't lost you yet, have I? No, you're good. All right. So, number 22, and this is the final one that I've got, is you, uh, you start early. You indoctrinate them kids into believing that if you don't vote, you can't complain. That's all, mm. that's all I got. Dude, people got really mad at me. Really mad at me because I didn't vote. And then I said, yeah, if you don't vote, you can still complain. You're not required to vote. Matter of fact, people who don't vote, it, it, it's it's kind of a form of protest against the whole system, and then, and that's actually built into the whole system. You know, some countries require you to vote. It's fantastic that ours doesn't. But so, if you don't have anything else to, no, we're good. Say, so if you don't have anything else to add, I'm gonna we're gonna go ahead and move on to the mystery link and wrap this thing up. You can't see it. Yeah, he can see it. He'll see it on his screen when we bring it up. Well, fine. Bring it up. Bring it up on the screen. I won't look, and the audience will get to see it like 30 seconds before us. But anyway. Yeah, tell me when. Tell me when. I'm not looking at you. Well, oh, oh, hey. Oh, you're showing me on the screen. Okay, so that's cool. So I can watch my own live show and see when it happens. Anyway, so, yeah, Dan, I, I do appreciate you hopping in and, and, and joining me for the show. I know it was really short notice, and I really appreciate it. I had actually three cancellations up to the point that this started. So thank you for no that. No worries, bro. 
Um, otherwise, I'd have just been sitting here talking to myself, which I probably need to do that sometime just to get some practice in. <laughs> I don't want to subject subject you guys to that during a live stream. At any rate, so here's the mystery link of the week. Animal crackers have been caged for 116 years. Pressure on Nabisco, pressure on Nabisco helped free them. What the hell? Why? Oh, dear. Okay, okay. So after more than a century of imprisonment, let me get my glasses on for this so I can actually read it. Barnum's Barnum's cracker creatures are roaming free until they meet their mushy demise in the mouths of children anyway. After pressure from people for the ethical treatment of animals, it would be, it would be PETA, wouldn't it? Uh, has rolled uh, uh, Nabisco has rolled out a redesign of its Barnum's Animal Crackers box, which takes its name from the famed circus. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we've taken the bars off of the dam. What the hell? This is retarded. Yeah. yeah, the funny thing is this was also the mystery topic on the five earlier. It was for what now? The mystery topic on the five, the Fox uh, News show. Oh, they have a mystery topic? Yeah, on oh. Thursdays or whatever. I, th- I, thought, I thought it was somewhat original that I was doing that. <laughs> I didn't know they did it too. Oh god! Well, they do a different thing every day of the week. Today's oh, mystery. I got you. So you done? You done seen this, huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's that's incredible. So the final design they ended up using remarkably similar to the one design. Okay, whatever. I don't even care about this story anymore. This is bullshit. Like, really, <laughs> just remove the artwork. I can't, you know what? It's I guess it's a cute box and all, but now the animals are free. But guess what? They're still crackers shaped like animals that you stick in your mouth and chew on. Like, is that the next step? Peak virtue. Peak virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. At any rate, well, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and cut this one off for the night, and I appreciate you for joining me again. And uh, if anybody wants to be a guest on the show to, you know, tell me I'm full of shit, you're more than welcome to. Just head on over to unframeofmind.com forward slash guest and uh, fill out the form and let me know what you want to talk about. I'll be glad to have you on in the future. And uh, I guess that's about all we have here today, folks. Peace out. Wow, was that not the best ideagasm you've ever had? Want to do it again? Go to unframeofmind.com to find more mind-stretching, world-altering podcasts, videos, and articles, and get those critical thinking juices flowing.